I'm Liza. Hey, and I'm Cammy. Welcome to Laugh It's Funny, giving you advice from not your mom, mm-hmm. using our own personal experiences. We're actually in education, and we would love to laugh at or give advice to our students regarding some of the crazy things we overhear, but... It would be unsolicited and borderline inappropriate in some instances. So, therefore, we have started this podcast. Naturally. Yes. Always. Mm-hmm. So, Cammy. Yes. Do you have a teacher moment that you'd like to share? We always do this Oof. at the beginning, sharing our teacher moments. Teacher moment Good or bad. of the week. Teacher moment of the week. Let me think. Um, so when we were talking about diction in my class, I was giving them examples of different ways that you could say someone was promiscuous. Like there's a lighter end and there's a darker end to all the options. So on the lighter end, if you wanted to tell maybe your grandmother that a girl was promiscuous, you could say something like, oh, I don't like this girl because she's a floozy um on the darker end you could say other words like if you want to i don't know get biblical with it you could say she's a whore which has a pretty strong (laughs) connotation um but as i was saying this a student rose his hand and said oh my gosh one of my one of my teachers in middle school used to call the girls in my class a whore. Oh my God. And I said, are you sure that's what your teacher said? He said, well, technically when girls would come in um, and they were violating dress code, my teacher would say, you look like you just stepped out of the local whorehouse. Oh my God. To which all of us, we all reacted the same way you did, right? So I just very quickly wanted to like lighten the topic for a second. And I said, well, that's when you turn it around on that teacher and you tell her, what are you talking about? I didn't leave your parents' house this morning. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they got a kick out of that. So I don't know. It felt like a bonding moment. Okay. You know, a very um, probably inappropriate bonding (laughs) moment, but bonding nonetheless. They will remember it and you will be their favorite. They will. Because of it. Right. That was a quick lesson on how to take the evil and reverse it. Amen. You send it right back to them. Doing the Lord's work. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And how about you? Well, mine isn't nearly as like life lesson-y, but a kid took a pineapple out of his backpack and bit into it like it was a freaking apple. Mm. And spit it out of my trash can. Why? I didn't have any... I, I had nothing to add or to say other than why. Like, right. why? I don't... It's not even pineapple season. Right. Unless you live in Hawaii. Which we don't. We don't. I just... This is Things true. like this happen often, and I'm like, why? Because mm, this is the world we live in. This is the life we chose. We have unique students, what Mm -hmm. can we say? We do. They have needs. Yeah, dude. So, well, anyway, today's episode is on the topic of mean girls, and this is something that you never get away from. Like, you think you get away from it. You're wrong, though. (laughs) Yeah. You think, okay, I'm going to grow out of this. We will all become adults one day. (laughs) And the truth is, only a portion of you will become adults. Yep. The rest stay mean girls. It's Um, true. Actually, they develop into mean women. So I would say if you grow from this, that's amazing. That's the ideal situation, right? That you would grow and you would become a better person. Um, But for all of your enemies, if they do not grow with you, (laughs) 
you will learn how to grow and adapt and deal with their evil in better ways and stronger ways. So you'll come up with tools on how to battle um, these mean girls as they turn into mean women, right? Amen. So uh, what is one of your earliest mean girl stories? Oh, my God. I really, really hate that we didn't have a movie like Mean Girls during our youth. Yeah. And I'm honestly, I've been trying to think of one that would kind of be the equal of Mean Girls, but it's just so... I think Clueless is the closest we ever got. But even then, they still have good hearts, you know? Yeah, except for like, I'm thinking of the close, like... Maybe there's just one scene where they get very mean, and that's when they are waiting in line to practice their tennis lesson. Oh, yeah. And they talk about Amber having balls flying at her face. (laughs) (laughs) That was less mean and more accurate, though. Mm. I don't understand. True. But I also think that's a lesson Um, that shows growth (laughs) from... Being a mean girl to a mean woman, you you realize, okay, what is truth and what is reality? <laughs> what is just a hobby? Are they the same thing? And or... what is a day job? <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. I love that. I love that. Okay. So I have a couple. So I have one where... I genuinely feel like I was the mean girl. Oh, no. And I've been that... Plot twist. Plot twist. Liza's Mm -hmm. a bitch. Uh Um, (laughs) It happens. So, uh, fun story. It was... uh, I was in first grade. (laughs) Oh, We're going... We're going way back, y'all. It starts at the root. We're getting real deep. I had great hair. I still maintain that I have great hair. I need mm-hmm. some dry shampoo today, but I have great hair. You do. Um, and I had very long hair. My mother, on picture days, we would get up at the butt crack of dawn. She would curl it or she would crimp it. Mm-hmm. It was the 90s, Crimp-ed. people. Crimping was yes. a very stylish thing mm-hmm. to do. And in addition to that, she would pair it with a bow that coordinated with my outfit. Mm, okay. Yes. So we were at the height of fashion with mm-hmm. my hair. And I had a device called a topsy tail. Oh. Have you heard of it? I didn't I have not. So it's basically where you put and to be honest, you could do the same style without the device. But the device was something obviously that they just sold. Mm-hmm. To make money. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest here. Um, but you basically... It was basically a loop on the end of like a little um I know what stick. you're talking about. Yeah. So you would flip your ponytail kind of mm-hmm. under itself and it would give this very cool twisted right. ponytail type of look. Right. If you don't know what it is, I encourage you to Google it. It was the peak of 90s fashion. Sure. Um Well, there was a girl in my class and her name was... We'll call her Rochelle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not her real name, but... It's a very creative name that I've just given I her. Like it. Up until this point, I have felt like she was like at me all the time. She was very, I felt very stuck up and very entitled. Not that I knew what those things were when I was in first grade, but looking back, that's how I felt she acted. Mm-hmm. Um, but come to find out, she had gone through a lot in her personal life and in her family and everything. And 
she came to school one day to show and tell, and she had made her own Topsy tail. And I was like, she is coming for my brand, (laughs) for my freaking Topsy tail. Mm. And I was mad, and I was sassy with her about it. I'm like, you just copied me. That's not fair. Mm -hmm. I did that first. Mm -hmm. So years later, cut to, we live in a small town as well. Um, and all of us went through school together. In high school, we ended up being friends. Pretty good friends, actually. I still talk to her today. And she ended up telling me that she had been jealous of my hairdo. Aww. And she was envious of me. And so she wanted yeah. to be like me. And yeah. that's why she tried it. And right. I felt like crap. Like right. garbage. After she told me that, I'm like, I was such a jerk to you. Yeah. And you didn't even deserve it. Mm-hmm. And she'd gone through this other thing. It just goes to show you, like, you have no idea you never know. what people are going through. You don't know what's going on right. underneath. Even as young as first grade, there's still some complexity right. happening under there. That so, is so true. I felt awful. Yeah. And I still do. Like, we've made amends. We're good. Sure. But even then, you know, <laughs> you're a turd right. when right. you're in elementary school yeah well without even thinking about it i mean the thinking of that idea of people being jealous of you and not even realizing it i remember in elementary school there was a girl i was friends with who i'll call her nikki she lived down the street <laughs> and nikki was a year younger than me and i had a bunch of people over at my house one afternoon and i was probably 10 so nikki was nine um and i loved music at that time like no matter what my parents were listening to I had all their CDs in my bedroom and I would go through like the CD the book jackets and read the lyrics and sit in front of the mirror and try and like sing all the songs what were your faves oh hands down Mariah Carey yes girl um, which I sang with all the emphasis that my little body and emotion, conjured. of course, yeah, naturally. Um, so Mariah Carey, Madonna, yes. um, Cherish is my favorite Madonna song ever. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've sang for no man because I've yet to find a man who is deserving of my rendition <laughs> of Cherish. So if you are out there, sir, you're welcome ahead of time. Anyway, back to me showing off all my CDs to all my friends who truly didn't care about music. So I had all these real deal. I had all these peasants in my room. I'm just kidding. I had all these like common plebes in my room, and um, Nickel Nikki, ooh, Nikki. <laughs> Was looking at my CDs, and every time I pointed one out, she would say, oh, yeah, I have that. Oh, I have that, too. Oh, I have this one. Whatever. It didn't matter what I named. <laughs> so I decided to test her. Oh, my god! And I, I created the name of a band. And I said... Stop it! I said, oh, I wish I could find this new CD that I got last week, but I don't know where I put it. And she said, oh, well, what's the band called? And I made up some obscure combination of letters and numbers. And I was like, oh, it's this band called MX1314. And Nikki said, oh, I have that one, too. (laughs) To which I said, no, you don't, you liar! You are lying! I dragged her. I said, you are a liar. You don't have that because I just made it up. I don't even have it, so I know you don't have it. Oh, my God. Um, but anyway, looking back on that moment, not my best moment best. in history. Um, <laughs> that moment of valediction 
just felt so good, but it lasted um, a very small amount of time. And it's Indeed. kind of a similar situation where you said that your yes. friend was going through a lot. She, yeah. she was envious. I look back on that now, and knowing what I know, thanks to my mom, who <laughs> told me what her mom was going through, I know that she was going through a lot, and she probably was just trying to bond or create Find some. Find ground. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and here I totally. am just being a Khaleesi, <laughs> setting all of it on fire. I love how this has carryover. Yes. Like. Me too. If you haven't watched episode, or watched. This Watch, is not a video, listen. Liza. It you can be. listened to episode two. It can be. But it shouldn't. We must maintain our anonymity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can close your eyes and imagine. Close Basically. Eyes, give me yeah. your hand, darling. See? You can already see it. We're both beautiful. We're standing on the stage of the Roxy, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, so, that was a lot, and I don't know the words. That's do why they were just noises. <laughs> That's all right. Do you have another Mean Girls story oh, that comes to mind? Oh, I do. Let me tell you some things, okay? When you're in middle school, ugh. Yes. Ugh. That is my reaction Ugh. every time. Okay. You could not pay me um, to go back. And not even sixth grade. I feel like sixth grade, you're still kind of fifth grade-y, you know? Right. In sixth grade, I was still wearing homemade vests that my mom made me out of, like, cat fabric. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's a real story, okay? A kid wrote in my yearbook, I'll miss your cats staring back at me. I had a vest with cats wearing cat eyeglasses. See, what you're not going to do is I'm drag totally, your mom in this podcast, okay? I'm totally. Your mom like, clothed you after carrying did. you for nine months. She did. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I really did that. Um, really did, Liza. Seventh grade, it was real, okay? My life... Was made up of, stay with me, mid-90s, mm-hmm. corduroy jumpers. Corduroy was totally in. Oh, yeah. Doc Martens. Yes. Um, short sleeve ribbed turtlenecks. Mm, yeah, I mean, you're yes. kind of describing fashion now. I am. It's coming back, and it's haunting me. Yeah. Um, and Bonnie Bell lip smackers, Ooh. like the strawberry lip gloss. Yes. Celestial strawberry. Mine was peach. I love To be peach. honest, I have literally looked up to see if I could buy any of that, but yeah. then I thought, dude, it's been like 20 years, so that yeah, mess sure. is probably spoiled by now. Oh, yeah. And no one needs to put that on their mouth. So right. I didn't... I didn't take that any further. I mean, you can, like, get it on eBay, but you'll also get cancer. So, or mouth boils. Whichever. My husband and dogs would be Bring horrified. Bring all the boys to the yard. <laughs> okay, so seventh grade, all right? I was also in NSYNC. I'm just giving you a basic rundown of my character because I feel like NSYNC is a part of my character. Mm, yeah, for sure. And it's inherently who I am. I love JC. He was my fave. Mm-hmm. So, and that's important information for later. Um, kind of. Not really detrimental to the story at hand. But um, I also took dance. I was in competitive dance for about 14 years of my life. <laughs> Don't mean to brag. Nice. Um, but I had the rhythm and soul and the personality. Anyway, but all of my girlfriends on my dance team... We ended up at the same school together in seventh grade because all of us were rezoned. A new school opened. And it was like serious reunion vibes happening. We were all on the same team. Um, By team, I mean like we all had classes together Mm -hmm. in middle school. 
And we, of course, always had the same lunch where all of us sat together. Well, cut to the first day of school where all that mattered was whether or not you sprouted boobs surprisingly over the summer or padded your own bra, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's how we basically told each other status and if we had grown up, our maturity level and all that. Yes. Well, one of my friends, we'll call her Danny. She had grown over the summer, okay? Mm -hmm. And not just physically. Like, she had... Like, spiritually? Spiritually, and she had... And... (laughs) anatomically become a woman. Ah. Like, she had the gift, the Red River had flowed. Ah. It's getting real. So, any men listening, I don't know who would be listening to this that's a dude and that would be offended by mm. the term. True. Well, period. I'm just going to say it a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know about men, can, but shout outs to the little boys listening yeah. in right now. <laughs> we yes. see y'all. We see you. We hear you. We with you. But this may not be for you. We love you anyway. Okay. So, um, anyway, so she had had that moment. She'd had at least two over the summer. It had been a very real experience for her, and she was sharing openly about it. Well, secretly, I was struggling with the fact that, well, I had started my period, too. And it terrified me to my very core. Sure. Because it's a traumatic experience. In In the mid-'90s, think about this. Sex ed was not really... No, I don't even I don't I don't even want to know what it is now. God like, bless America. But nobody told us not that, that bears can smell the menstruation. <laughs> We're no sharks. One, no one told us that. God, I wish I would never have gone hiking. Here I am just being a natural victim <laughs> to anything in the wild. Just wandering on on my merry own. Anyway. Um, but that was not a thing that was like given emphasis in the mid 90s cut to the late 90s early 2000s where lifetime blew up with all of these 15 and pregnant movies right i just watched one this weekend with kirsten dunst what's up her boyfriend that got her pregnant is now calabar's son in halloween town (laughs) 2 i made that strange connection (laughs) i'm like no wonder we're messed up full circle full circle okay So, one generation serving the next. Am I right? You're welcome. So, you're welcome. Um, Anyways, but I had started my period, and I was, like, not readily, uh, like, able to share that with people because I didn't think that it was a good thing. I didn't know. You know, my dad bought me a magazine because it was apparently a momentous occasion. I think he bought me, like, a teen 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 beat or something. With a um, JTT pull-out poster? Yes, baby. <laughs> Give me a cold shower for JTT. <laughs> is that Devin Sawa? <laughs> he had a weird face, okay? But his I hair was know. fab. I was for it. Um, okay. I see you, Devin. I think another one. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. No, Andrew was- Keegan. Andrew yes. Keegan. He was a man early. Can we say that? He looked mature early on. Yeah. I'm going to stop twirling my hair while I talk about <laughs> she Andrew She really Keegan. is, y'all. It's like straight up like Teen Valley High right. over here. I'm going to get it under control. Okay. So... Anyways, I reluctantly shared with my lunch table and my best, who I thought were my best friends, that I had started my period. Well, Danny over here was like, I've had two. And I was like, okay, alpha bitch. You've (laughs) clearly initiated your status amongst us. Cool. Um, Anyways, but that, the consequences did not come until a couple of months later when they had asked me again. They're like, you know, 
never see you carrying a purse. I'm like, first of all, why are you stalking me? Right. <laughs> Second of all, why do I need a purse? And they're like, well, you said you started your period. Like, did you not have it again? And I was like, no, I haven't. Which, in hindsight, is totally normal for girls to not have a monthly right. period when they first begin. Right. Because their body's like, you know, it's like starting a machine that's been shut down forever. It takes a while to get used to its processes mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, she was over here being all high and mighty, like, I have one every month. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, she made me feel really bad. And we got in a big fight at the lunch table. (laughs) I was crying because she was being so mean. And I didn't want to talk about this mess. I was very embarrassed. And I ended up standing up at the lunch table, shouting in front of God, the lunch ladies and everybody that, why is this important to you? I Why would I lie that I started my period? They don't hand out ribbons to every girl who bleeds from her vein. If they did, I would gladly show you said ribbon, but I don't have one. So you have to take me at my word. Well, from there, a feud erupted. A feud. And a mid-90s feud, which is a very specific kind of feud. Because not only did we have lunch, Mm -hmm. which is a very social gathering for those in middle school and high school, but we also had notes in class. Yeah, vicious. And all of the notes we wrote to each other, we passed through our friend group, which was like four or five people, because you... The goal was to make the note cute, right? Right. And we would write, like, around all the edges of the paper. So you have to turn the paper as you read it. Well, we we would each pass it and then write a little more so we'd have to read it in class. Well, she would either not acknowledge me at all Mm -hmm. or she would write bad things about me before I could even get a hold of it to erase it or read it or whatever. So this was, like, the original group chat. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Mm -hmm. Um, So that started happening. Well, then... The AIM attacks came because Mm -hmm. if you were on AOL Instant Messenger, first of all, you were society. Second of all, (laughs) you were privy to any type of IM attack. And you could straight up, like, burn somebody, roast Mm -hmm. somebody, and And then sign off. Or block them. Or go on an away message or Mm -hmm. whatever. So that started happening. And I documented. I was a freaking lawyer at this point because I was printing (laughs) off AIM messages. Like, by the pages. Like, page after page. So, then that became, like, clearly not safe. So, I just started emailing her my thoughts and feelings. I have a lot of feelings. Guys, I was in seventh grade. Right. So, and she would, of course, send back her biting comments. Mm -hmm. And I really wish that I still had the shoebox with all of these. Because I kept them for years. Yeah. I feel like I got rid of them, though. But... I'm sure I was just as mean, but at the same time, I was standing my ground and defending myself, which I think is very important to have that confidence and that know-how and that, you know, I don't deserve this kind of attitude. Um, Well, the emailing started getting too easy to ignore. We would just not get online. So we had to take it to the next level. And to you kids nowadays, you would say, dude, voicemail, dude, text message, Mm -hmm. no, fax machines. (laughs) Fucking fax machine. Fucking fax machine, bitches. <laughs> so, with the help of our mothers, who are best friends, by the way, uh, we would handwrite 
hate mail. Yeah. And we would fax that shit to each other. And it was instantaneous. We knew that that person could not ignore it unless we locked ourselves out of our mother's offices, mm-hmm. which wasn't happening because we were both sitting there crying in front of our mothers about whatever was happening. Right. So it just escalated quickly. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember... Like, the whole reason why this kept just circulating from one person to the other. I do remember her telling me I was immature. But my response was always, we're in seventh grade. We are not mature. Just because you're bleeding from your vein doesn't make you a woman. (laughs) For reals. Okay? You still have, like, hormones and everything going awry. Mm -hmm. So, long story short, we ended up making up because... You guys, NSYNC came to our town in concert, live, and all of us were in love with them. So we all had a sleepover at my house, and we put together a gigantic puzzle of NSYNC, and my mom helped us make custom bandanas, because bandanas were also very 90s, and very no-strings-attached to her, um, with the initials of the NSYNC member that we loved the most. Nice. And mine was JC because he was As it should be. Yes. That boy could dance. Dreamboat. JC, sponsor us. Dreamboat. Okay. Is JC single? I think he is. I don't know, but he looks kind of weird. He's got a lot of hair now. Oh, is he not a zaddy? Google him. I don't know. Let's look him up. We're Googling. All right. Well, while you look that up. This made me think of the meanest mean girl story well, it's just kind of like a little snippet. Okay. I mean, he's still all right, but look at that hair. Oh, no. He's... Oh. Ooh. Oh. He looks like a mom. Dang. He looks like Snape. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's right there. God bless America. Why does he... He looks like a young Snape. Oh, man. Dang it. I'm oh. going to... You know what? Let me just take it back. I'm he's just going to take it back. throw in the peace sign. But I mean, I mean all right. look at that deliciousness. Uh, 90s JC... All right, Hot. I'm feeling it. Okay, 2019, JC. Ooh. Not really my house. I was here for not his really... moves. I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm not of the dark magic. Google 1990s, early 2000s, JC Chasse. C H A S E Z. Okay. Mm. Poor guy. All right. So when we were in high school, there was a girl who was notoriously mean. Awfully mean. Notoriously mean. Like, think of whoever you've seen on uh, TV shows or Netflix movies. Whoever the mean girl is, that is who I'm imagining. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm going to say that her name was Tina. Okay? And Tina was so mean. But I was on her good side because I was friends with some of her friends. Who were all popular and rich. Yes, they were. And I had a weird vibe going on in high school where I could easily... I was like a chameleon. Mm. I could easily meld into different groups, and I was fine, and I usually would lay low. Well, anyway, we were at lunch one day, and Tina hated this girl um, named Heather who was eyeing her boyfriend. And so I was sitting down, eating my lunch, minding my own business, um, and Tina sits down beside me. Well, Heather walks by, and Tina's like, hey, watch this. And as Heather walks by, Tina 
takes her hand, her own hand, and places it between her thighs, which she had on a skirt that day, so her thighs were bare. And she took her hand and slapped her hand between her thighs back and forth to make a slapping motion. And as Heather walked by, Tina chanted, Flappy twat, flappy twat, flappy twat, and Shut I died. Up. Yes, I could not even what? laugh. I didn't even laugh, one, because I was so horrified. Two, because I didn't truly understand what the word twat meant, because that was the first time I had heard it. <laughs> yeah. But I knew enough of the connotation to understand that it was something terrible. Yeah. yeah. Right? Um, and so I just looked at her, and the look on her face was sheer glee. That was the worst part about Tina, is that not only was she bold enough to do very mean things, but you could see on her face that she genuinely enjoyed enjoyed it. it. Yeah. And I don't care how old she is today, you cannot go back and take back four years of being a monster and think that everyone else at that school forgot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people saw it. You know, and I think that's great if you've moved on and you've changed since then. But I think that's part of the consequences. When you are a monster for several years, you have to live with the fact that you know other people know that side of you. Yep. You know, that's just part of it. And you almost have to spend the rest of your life paying penance for it almost. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess she's doing okay now. Last time I heard Tina creates very attractive social media posts She's very she Jesus has 11, friendly. She has 11,000 followers. Well, good for her. And I hope none of them have flappy twats. Otherwise, they would be so sad and feel so <laughs> discriminated against and isolated. Surely she doesn't isolate her audience like that now, though. So, Tina has come a long way, I would say. Yeah. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. When, I, when we were in fifth grade, Tina was in my class, actually. And she had great hair mm. and questionable style. I mean, we knew all of her clothes were expensive because she made it a point to tell us. Sure. Um, but her hair was beautiful. She had this gorgeous blonde hair. And she had the layered look. It was very in and it always laid right. And she had bangs and it just worked for her. Mm-hmm. And she made it a point to tell everyone how expensive her haircut was. Oh. All the while, your girl was getting her hair cut at Fantastic Sam's. Girl, my haircuts were for free because my mom is a hairdresser. Lucky. And she's bomb at it. So I'm totally grateful. You're lucky. But we were terrified. We weren't terrified of I was mom. scared of her. Oh. You're talking about Tina? Yes. I was talking about my mom. Oh. <laughs> well. Um, I was a little bit. You should be scared of her. I was a little bit afraid of Tina, for sure. I was scared of getting on her bad side. Yeah. But I knew how to lay low and stay on her good side. And I'll be very clear. The fact that I willingly played into being on her good side does not make me any better than Tina. True. You know what I mean? I did nothing to stop her from taunting anyone else whenever I saw it. I let that shit happen. Yeah. That's on me. So, there's no degree of, you know, who was worse in this situation. Yeah. Um, But it's definitely something worth learning from, you know. I obviously knew not to be a monster, but I didn't quite understand how to speak up for other people, which I think I know now how to do that. But do you have any other mean girl stories that come to mind? Not immediately. I feel like I had a bitchy roommate in college. Yeah. 
But I feel like that's a totally different category. Oh, really? Mean girl. Mm. You know what? She was like, she wasn't like the mean girl that made you like feel degraded. Uh She was the mean girl that made you feel like, oh, I'm living with my freaking mother. Oh, no. It was one of those. Yeah, that's not good. And usually, mean girl behavior. Like, if you take the time to really think about it, you can easily pinpoint where that behavior is coming from. Oh, totally. You know, it's almost always insecurity. Yeah. Almost always. Um, I would say, like, I saw that bit of mean girl behavior in high school, and then all throughout college, I really missed out on it. I just didn't see it. I think probably because most of my friends were guys anyway. Um, but it came back around when I was an adult and I just started teaching. Mm. And that's when I started realizing two things. One, that some mean girls turn into mean women. And two, some people who take professions in education do it because that is where they feel most comfortable because that is where they peaked. And they're in control. Yes. So, for example, when I was pregnant, that is where I experienced the majority of mean girl behavior. It was either during my pregnancy or right after my pregnancy. Um, And so one time during my pregnancy, I remember walking down the hallway, minding my business, probably out of breath because I was feeling the pressure of the baby and I was going to get copies made, right? So I'm just by myself in the hallway. There were two teachers behind me and they said something to me. And I turned around and I said, oh, hey, how are you guys? Mind you, I've never given these women any reason to be mean to me. Like, I've never said anything mean to them. I've never done anything to them. Um, But one of them said, oh, I was just saying, your hair looks so pretty. Let's see if you actually continue to style your hair like that after you have that baby. What? Yes. Like, they were insinuating that, you know, I have all this time to myself because I don't yet have a child, and that once I had the child, I would all of a sudden let go of enjoying the process of doing my hair. Um, And ever since they said that, and I just laughed it off because they kind of paint you into a corner where you can't say anything because it it was first approached as a compliment. Yeah. So if you say something, then you're the bitch. You know what I mean? So you have to accept this backhanded compliment. So I just kind of nodded and walked off. But I thought to myself, you know what? When you have this baby, you have to make it a point to still do your hair and show these bitches (laughs) that it is a personal choice to still do your hair. How dare they make that more work for you? Right. And it just, you know, doing my hair makes me feel good. Yeah. You know, that's a me thing. Yeah. That's mean. You know, and people who do that as mean girls or mean women, they just suck. You know, you would hope that they would grow out of it, but not everybody grows out of it. Yeah. So I've even been walking down the hallway one day, again, minding my own damn business, you know, at like seven o'clock in the morning. So I'm walking and this, here's a fun fact for teachers or for people who are not teachers. When teachers enter the building, the job starts immediately. Immediately. It There's just, no yes. clocking in. Your your first class could start at 7.30, and you have hall duty at 7.10. But if you walk in at 6.30... And a kid needs you, you It's already talk. started. Yeah. Right? So sometimes I'll roll in at like 6.45. I've got, what, a solid 25 minutes to run all the errands, which might include um, an IEP meeting, running copies, checking my mailbox, um, setting stuff up for student council, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm running through all these meetings and I grab my typical breakfast, which is a pack of peanut butter crackers and a banana. Mm-hmm. Like that's my go-to breakfast. Um, so I am like 
jetting it down the hallway, eating peanut butter crackers. Some other woman walks up to me and goes, hey, I just wanted to see what skinny people eat for breakfast. Shut up. Yes. And like. Leave these bitches <laughs> out to me. I will come for them. I know. Thank you. I just turned and I looked at this person and I said, I eat the same I don't thing know. you do. What do assholes eat for breakfast? <laughs> right. Because. I don't want that. (laughs) Whatever you're eating, I don't want any of it. It's so wildly inappropriate, you know? And there's no... The audacity. The thing that kills me is that there's never a right way for me to respond. And that's what I hate the most. Is that if there was a a right way for me to respond without seeming like a bitch, cool, great. Well, there's never... They need to know that they're seeming like a bitch. Right. Whether they mean to or not, that's their own insecurity speaking for sure. Right. But and I would comments, never. Every time these comments happen, it's because the women seek me out to say them. Yeah. It's never something that, like, I open the door or yeah. I set the table. I never bring, like, topics up like this. In fact, like, I, I'm almost too nice. Like, I will go up to the same women that I know have talked shit or said something crazy or said, came at me sideways and I will be like, hey, how's your day going? Or, hey, how's that situation going that you had mentioned last time? And I will still get that backhanded compliment, you know, like no matter what. And that just sucks because I feel like at our age, we're old enough to know better. Like we're old enough to have the tools to communicate better with each other than that. That's some teenage shit, you know. Lessons. You cannot fix Ugly. Right, yes. You can't. No. You can make any actual physically ugly person, which, let's be honest, everyone is beautiful in their own way. Everyone. But if you have an ugly soul and an ugly attitude, you cannot fix that shit. Right. Yeah. And you can't fix anybody else's shit. You are a beautiful right. unicorn, and you don't deserve that ever. Thank you. So are you. Thanks. You know, unicorns unite. Yes. We're flipping <laughs> we're the bird. We're <laughs> We're using our middle fingers as unicorn horns. Yes, on our foreheads. <laughs> that is going to be the, the universal sign for you. Is that the wine? I think it's the wine. It's fine. No, I'm just drinking water, so I don't know about you. Shut <laughs> up! Oh, my God. Okay, look how loud. That just got real loud. Okay, so anyways. So I would say if I was to wrap this up, if you are a mean girl, there is definitely plenty of time for you to not become a mean woman. And get your shit together. Yeah, get it together. You'll be way more attractive to everyone. And if you're a mean girl in high school and you're having a falling out with your friend over whether or not she started her period, odds are you'll probably be best friends with her later because I am literally best friends with Danny. Mm-hmm. And probably the reason why she had a period normal every month is because, well, she's very fertile and now she has two kids. Oh, Without even thinking about it. <laughs> okay, Fertile Myrtle. So there you go. So there's that, that was way more information than you bargained for. You're welcome. You're welcome. Those are Phoebe's. So uh, this has concluded episode three. All right, guys. Check in next time. We'll see you later. Bye.